There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, neither do I. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Power Chord Hour podcast. Thanks for joining me again for another episode. I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, as always. And uh, we have our very last podcast of the month here, last one of April for you. So it is our April rundown as we are going into May here. And, uh, you know, been a fun month of uh, podcasting here. Got to uh, early on, uh, Joey Cobra, if you haven't checked that one out yet. He was our first guest. Yes, our first guest of the month. I it all it all blends in after a while. So I, I have to think for a second. Not a bad way, not not that they all blend in like, oh, it's just one fucking episode after another. But after you know, I mean it's been like a few episodes in between, so I'm like I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, was that like two weeks ago? Is that three weeks ago? But I uh, know he opened up this month and uh, was very fun, was very special because if you listen to this show, you know that uh, we really don't get to have in-studio guests. And uh, he is a local musician, if you did not know, from right here in Jamestown, New York, where I do the show. And uh, I interviewed him in this same studio where I'm recording this solo right now. It is uh, Sunday night here. I normally do these Saturday night, but I'm doing this one Sunday night. Nice and uh, fresh for you. But uh, yeah, I had him in here when it wasn't so quiet and uh, had a blast talking. The uh, studios here at WRFA are uh, very fun to just hang out in. They're very... Like I like home studios and stuff. Like I like my little setup at home, and like like, and I have by no means do I have a home studio in the sense that it's like a studio studio. Like I have a mixing board, and you know I have some good microphones and headphones and stuff. But like it's a pretty makeshift studio. You know, it's not like a like converted basement where there's like you know windows. You know, you can like look through to each studio or room, and there's like you know a monitoring room and and you know like just just shit like that. Like it's just not like that, but, uh, you know, it's fun to do it, like, anywhere, really, just recording them, but, but some studios, like the ones here, we have this uh, back one where I'm recording this in now that I just started kind of using again lately, and uh, it's just kind of nice. It's kind of fun to, like, just hang out in. There's a nice, like, couch in here, which, I mean, I can't really use to record this, but you can, like, hang out before and after and, like, just chill out, so it was very nice to have a guest in here. It was great having Joey Cobra in. And uh, I think we're going to have him back sooner than later. I know that time we uh, we had on last July and uh, and then now in this month, April. So that was like seven months or so, maybe a little longer. And, uh, yeah, we'll have him back on again sooner. I was I was going to have him on sooner. He ended up having a kid, which, uh, you know, will we'll kind of slow things down. I definitely thought that was probably more important than uh, doing the show. But that was an awesome way to start the month with a, uh in-person interview. That was really fun. And... Uh, I will definitely attempt some more, you know, I mean, the the other thing too is, I mean, we don't have tons of of uh, artists that are kind of up up the alley of what I play on the Power Chord Hour, the radio show, or, you know, the bands I talk about on here, uh, but Buffalo, I mean, is one where there's there's tons, you know, maybe I can coax some, uh, some Buffalo musicians. We have a lot of friends who are musicians who, you know, we play tons on the show who are up in Buffalo, so maybe I can, like, coax one of them down here, including once... You know, things are things are starting to get more normal again. I mean, actually, it's insane, you know, speaking speaking of that, which I don't know how I feel about this. I've talked about, like, the live shows on here and stuff. And, uh, you know, I think people are definitely getting more relaxed with the vaccine and everything. And, uh, and you know, that that's cool. But I did, I did just see, and again, I don't know how to feel about this. But, like, I don't know if it was just them, if it was a festival or what. But Madball, the, uh, I mean, legendary, legendary hardcore band, just uh, played a set in New York, and I mean, looking looking at the videos were awesome, but it's like at the same time, it's like my God, like I mean, it, it was a show, like it wasn't like, and it was it was a hardcore show. It was New York hardcore and circle pits and jumping off the stage and like you know all that stuff. So I mean, it was it was cool in a sense, but then it was like. Geez, like, I mean, I know, like, I mean, I would assume you had to be vaccinated or something to get in there. Like, there had to be, I would assume, with, with the way everything's been and, like, with lockdown and stuff, like, I'd be very surprised that they were able just to have a show 
um, like that. So I'm sure there's more, but I mean, you, and you've probably seen the video. That's the other thing is like, it's not like there's tons of live music right now. So I feel like things like that will make the rounds. And I, I don't know, like I'm not really talking, I'm not really talking shit on Madball or anything for playing the show. Show looked very fun, but, uh, just even from a personal standpoint, I'm just kind of like, man, you know, I don't, and this kind of goes back to what me and Joey Cobra were talking about a few weeks ago, but it's like, I don't know that I would want to be in that right now. You know, like even, even if I'm allowed to, like, even if it's like, okay, you can go see Madball with, I mean, it looked like there were a couple hundred people. This was in a park in New York city. Um, you know, it, it, insane, it looked insanely fun too. I mean, really makes you miss shows, but I'm like, man, I don't know. I, I think I would be too, uh, too paranoid, including afterwards. It'd be one of those things where it's like, Maybe I could enjoy it in the moment, but the second I leave, I'd go, God damn it. Did I just get, did I just get COVID, you know? So, so I don't know about that, but I mean, I, I would definitely say we're getting more and more towards the end of this. If Mad Ball is playing to a couple hundred people in a park in New York city, I would, I would say things are, uh, to some degree going back to normal, but, uh, but yeah, there is that. But anyway, like I was saying, you know, as things do start kind of opening up again, and everything, maybe coaxing some uh, Buffalo musicians coming down here and uh, have them on the show, you know. And we got our uh, just off the, we got more. But I mean, just off the top of our head, my head, <laughs> I'm throwing you in here. You're you're a part of this as well. But we got Super Tugger up there, Stress Dolls, um, you know, a bunch of uh, other ones too. But those those two just popped in my head is like people who uh, I don't think are too far away. Maybe we'll have on sometime for like a in person interview if they're ever down to like come down here, you know. I don't know. We're like we're like ninety minutes away. I guess it depends. I mean, is it is it worth being on this show? Is it worth the ninety minute drive? I I don't know. And and the gas too. I mean, that's like fifteen dollars worth of gas. But uh, but yeah, I love doing them in here. I'd love to do a performance sometime. I uh, maybe Joey sometime can come back. He uh, he's never had his, his guitar when he's like came in here. I've never asked him to. But uh, you know, we could definitely set up and do like some acoustic stuff. Like uh, you know, in studio performances and stuff, so that would be that would be cool to do too. It kind of, it you know, like with WRFA, it's very cool because now we have this beautiful uh, studio. And I mean, if you follow us, definitely on Instagram the most because I've put pictures up throughout the years. But like, you'll see the evolution in the last five years of like WRFA when it was like two studios, then they renovated it for a few years. So we're in like a makeshift studio in a basement in a building like next door. And uh, now they renovated it. So we're back up here, but it's like totally different and it's beautiful. I mean, this is the coolest, uh, this is the coolest it's ever looked. I, and I loved the old vibe because it had a very like, like the old studio did very much have like a, even though we're not a college radio station, like it kind of reminded me of that, but of that really fun vibe. And that's what I love. Like those are, that's where radio is fun. Like it didn't feel like a stiff, cold, you know, studio with like harsh fluorescent lights and like, you know, a bunch of like, you know, like computers and machines and stuff. It was very simple, very, uh, you know, no nonsense, very basic and uh, was just really fun to do it in. But this one now, you know, even though we still kind of have that feel, it is also looks much more like an actual studio. And uh, and I love it. But, you know, going going through those and looking throughout the years, you know, I there's like so much to do now that I'm like chomping at the bit to do because I started thinking about it and I go, you know, the studio didn't have a lot of space to do some of these things for a long time. And then it got renovated and literally like two months after it got renovated and this beautiful studio got made, I moved to Minneapolis and then I moved back and uh, like three or four months prior to the pandemic. So like, you know, I was kind of getting back in here, like getting used to it again, you know, working on different things and like, you know, the pandemic hits right as like, I'm starting to be like, oh, you know, time to get like people into the studio, you know, like I said, do some performances and stuff and, you know, that kind of that kind of, uh, axed that for, you know, for a minute, but, uh, you know, we'll definitely try some more, but Hey, I mean, Joey Cobra definitely will be back and I won't spoil for what, but I know he'll be back sooner than later because, uh, even without anything like, you know, to promote right at the second, there was a uh, topic we were talking about doing. So, uh, I think he might come back to do a countdown, one of the top five episodes, which would be very fun. And, uh, and we'll have another one of those soon too. Uh, last week's last week's guest, Kyle Steven, who uh, has probably been most featured on this podcast, I would say altogether. I think he has. Uh, I think he has Zach, the other half of the Bad Boys of Illinois. I think he may have him beat on appearances by like one or two episodes. 
So, uh, yeah, but Kyle was on, and uh, he's another one. We were talking about doing top five Alkaline Trio songs with Zach, having the three of us on, and we were talking about that. I was trying to remember if we brought that up last episode, but we definitely did. And I brought it up on the radio show, so, like, I'm not, I'm not like, uh, you know, like ruining a surprise or anything, but I'm excited for that. It hasn't been recorded yet, but we've been talking about it. It's going to be happening. I would say, I don't know, if it if it happens in May, it will happen, like, end of may but i'm thinking maybe like early june i i don't know yet i'm not entirely sure but i mean next i'd say within like the next four weeks you'll get that one the top five alkaline trio songs and uh no different from last week when i was talking to kyle still very difficult still trying to figure out uh well to whittle it down it's not hard obviously i mean alkaline trio has so many good goddamn songs uh, most are catalog really but uh you know, I started thinking about it and it's like right now I have it to like 10. And the other thing is to not make it all just your favorite record because I don't know, I don't think it's just me because everyone I've talked to, I've done the top fives where they're kind of the same way. And it's like, it's it's not just thinking of your top five songs. It's also making sure that your top five isn't just five songs off your favorite record from that band. You know, like that's a very big thing. That's what excited me. I think I've talked about this too, but the top five Blink-182 episode that, that uh, top five Blink-182 songs that uh, me, Zach, and Kyle did. I was very happy. Like even even if they were songs that I didn't think were the greatest, like I loved that they had picks um, from like neighborhoods and I think dogs eating dogs and like some of the later era stuff and then some of the early stuff. Like that we were all over the board because the last thing you want is the three of us get on and like our top five is all songs off like Enema of the State and Dude Ranch. You know, like just two records. So like, and I know Alkaline Tree will be fun because like I know Zach is more like his favorite stuff I think is good more like through good morning to I don't know which record but you know like kind of that era whereas like my favorite even though I still love them they're still making great music like I definitely love the old shit the most you know like and I mean not even like god damn it is one of my favorite but that's my second favorite from here to infirmary is my first and I think Kyle said that's his favorite as well but uh I think me and Kyle, more than anything I think me and Kyle may have more similar lists than uh than Zach will for Alkaline Trio, but either way, I think it'll be fun, and I do know it will at least be mixed enough where it's not all us just being like, oh yeah, this song off from here to Infirmary, and then this song off, good. the same thing where it's like, there's just two records, and we both, and we all just keep going back and forth on them, you know, I don't think it'll be that, so I'm excited to do that, that, that was very fun, uh, if you listen to that episode, Last week, talking about, I mean, the MySpace episode. I mean, very, uh, very fun episode. I love, I love doing those, and I hope people enjoy them. I mean, they're kind of like this in the sense. I know I do these solo, but kind of the same thing. Where like, I mean, these have to a point a topic. You know, I come on here, I talk about the the podcast for the month, kind of run it down, and uh, you know, talk about new music and music news, all that. You know, you're listening to the goddamn thing. You you know, I'm explaining to you what you're listening to, but. Uh, like like the beginning of this, like right now, this is just me bullshitting. This is me getting on here and just kind of, you know, talking to, you know, kind of talk about whatever comes to mind before we get into that stuff. But what I love about doing those, including with uh, Kyle, and maybe sometime we'll have to do it with Zach. Like I've never, the dynamic of three people just getting kind of on the phone and bullshitting and seeing where the topic goes, I'd be interested to see. But, uh, you know, me and Kyle have done that a few times now, and it's always really fun. You know, we'll have, like, a loose topic. Like, we'll have a few things. Don't get me wrong. Like, we'll have a couple ideas. Like, hey, let's talk about this or that, you know. But, like, maybe, maybe like, I th- I think I had three or four things written down. Like, hey, here's just some things to talk about. But, like, you know, that's nothing when you go. That episode, I think, was, like, close to three hours long. And the phone call we had was over uh five hours was a that that was a fun time but it was hilarious because I was talking I was talking to Kyle on the phone obviously we're doing the podcast and everything and uh you know at some point like I'm just sitting here talking to him in the studio but like I don't know it was probably like midnight here by the time we were done I was getting hungry I never had dinner and so I just kind of kept talking to him and then left and then like there's nothing there's nothing open right now but i live like right on the pennsylvania border like when when i say new york people who who aren't from jamestown which is like 99% of the people listening to this but like if you're not from this area and you don't know where jamestown is you just kind of hear the new york part and you go new york city but that's like so fucking far from the truth i mean i'm like 90 minutes from buffalo you know which i guess you'd probably tell as i've mentioned buffalo in this quite a bit 
But, uh, you know, I'm like 10 minutes from the Pennsylvania line. Like, it's like a 10-minute drive, and I'm in PA. So uh, I, well, I was on the phone with him, ran down there, and grabbed myself a, a sandwich from Sheets. And uh, I blew his mind when I was on the phone with him because I'm like, I'm in a gas station ordering a sandwich. And I forget that. He's not – he's in Illinois, and Illinois does not now, – now, this is just going down. I mean, this is, this is a great topic. I mean, everyone's going to love this. But like regional regional gas stations, and, it, and as a traveler, I mean, I I I know when I go, you know, look at like I said, I lived in Minnesota for a year. Wisconsin was right there. I know my quick trips. I love quick trips, and that's that's what I was telling him. I'm like, you're right at that like like your your cutoff is like maybe an hour. Actually, his isn't too bad for mine because they don't have sheets in New York, but like I'm right on the PA line, so I live like. There's there's like four or five sheets around me within like a 30 40 minute like radius and it's like it's kind of like that with him where it's like there ain't shit around Illinois wise like for like good <laughs> good gas station food. I'm revealing right now my shitty like food palette where I'm like I, I celebrate gas station food but you know what I it's what it's what I tell everyone else too it's like most of those gas stations at 3 a.m. it's the only place you're going to find where you can get like a veggie burger or breakfast or like whatever the fuck you want, like nothing else is open, but you'll find a quick star or, or a quick trip or you know a Sheets or a Wawa or a uh, Bucky's if you're down in Texas, you know like like or a Mavericks though Mavericks I don't think have shit or Casey's or I'm not now I'm just pandering to everyone listening I'm hoping that you're in one of these regions and I name one of your favorite fucking gas stations because these are all places I stop to and I'm in those areas but like this is this is just pandering now I'm just like naming every uh, gas station that you can get a uh, sandwich in but uh, yeah any anyway anyway the uh, the very drawn out reason why I was talking about that. I was just blown his mind. I'm like, yeah, I'm in a gas station getting a sandwich right now. Like, I'm ordering a sandwich. It is a beautiful thing. And, uh, and yeah. But, but at first he said it. And for a second, like, in my head, I'm like, like, what do you mean, man? And then I go like, oh, yeah. Like, not, not everyone is blessed to, uh, you know, to, to live by a sheets. Not everyone is that blessed. But uh, it was funny, too, because I was checking out. And I knew we were on the phone for a long time. Like, I mean, I knew the podcast before I even, like, cut it down was like I think three hours but like I'm in checkout and he's like I'll let you go it's been five hours and like you know I take my phone from my ear and look down at it and my god like he's not kidding like it was five hours and something minutes we were on the phone <laughs> like but you know what credit to him it's like I'm not and look at I am I think you could probably ask any of my friends I am not a phone person I mean, I, I'm probably like anyone else my age, though. You know what? Like, I'm not very – it's not really a hot take. I'm like just about every other 28-year-old. I'm not really a phone person. Like, text me. Like, text me or social media or like whatever, but like more messaging than uh, anything. And it's like I'm not big on the phone. I'm just really not. Like, if people call me, I'll answer and, and like bullshit with friends and stuff. But you're never really going to get me – to like just call you to talk you know i'm not i'm just not that dude like i'll i'll text you i'll text you till the fucking cows come home but you know i uh the whole phone call thing i'm like nah just text me so credit to kyle like i mean when we do episodes like that and the fact that we can just talk for hours and that you don't realize you're on the phone for like five hours like i couldn't do that like any other time and i realized too to be fair he was doing an episode of my podcast, so I mean, I did kind of have a horse in the race, but like any other time, if I'm on the phone for five hours and it's not doing an interview or like for my show or for someone else's show too, it's just, I'm going to be like, why the fuck are we still on the phone? Like I need silence. I need silence or something right now. Like this is, this is just too much, but uh, not with him, not with him at all. I, uh, we, we talked for five hours and you know. Zach, that Zach's kind of like that, and my my buddy Zach, like I said, the other half of the bad boys of uh, Illinois, he'll be he'll be one who will call you. Like he'll talk on the phone, but uh, he's another one you can kind of sit and talk with him and bullshit for a few hours and not realize it, you know. Which again is kind of funny for someone who doesn't like talking. But my phone, I just feel like that. Like I don't like talking on the phone, but if I get on the phone with someone, it's a long conversation. It, it's just one of those things. Maybe that's why I don't like being on the phone. 
But again, I do if it's for like doing this or something. And uh, kind of cool too. Uh, coming up next month, I don't have all the details yet, so I won't drop too much. But speaking about being on the phone for a while, I'm going to be on my buddy Chris Revel's uh, podcast, Let's Chat with uh, Chris Revel. Very cool uh, podcast, and I, I talked to him a while ago. Actually, during our break, we were uh, we were talking, and actually on the phone, and that, that's why I was getting to that too. We kind of bullshit for like, I, we talked a little bit online, but we like we talked on the phone after uh, never really talking, you know, besides just messaging a little and uh, he was another one where was like, we could just both, like, I think it'll be a very fun episode, and I'll, I will give you more details as I uh, know more. I know it's at the end of May, but uh, so probably like another three or four weeks. But uh, yeah, I'll be on there talking to him. I'm excited, and it's, it is. It's like, we can just talk forever. Like, I can just tell, like, he's just one of those dudes, like, yeah, we can, we'll have no problem. There's not like going to be a lull in the conversation or like we run out of shit to say to each other. It's like, he's kind of the same. He's kind of the same. Like was Zach or Kyle, like just a cool dude into good music. Like, you know, but I'll be interested to see too. Cause it's weird. It's weird being the, uh, I guess it would be the interviewee or the guest, you know, cause I'm so used to, uh, asking the questions. I know when I did the, uh, quarantine tunes, which is kind of around the time I started talking to him. But uh, he was on that as well, the the uh, quarantunes that uh, Jay Rover, shout out to Jay, does over on the NJPP uh, Facebook page, which actually he did not do this month. I, hopefully they have another one next month. I don't know. I don't know what the total plan is uh, in the future, if he's doing it monthly or bi-monthly or just, you know, I mean, things get, again, it, it, I think you'll see it and you're seeing it now, but I think you're going to see it more and more. We're coming out of the pandemic where people had more time to just kind of do these things. Like that's why so many cool creative projects came out of it. Like I was already doing this. I was already doing the podcast and radio show before it started, but it definitely didn't hurt. Like as far as pushing me more for like, you know, doing more, the podcast is only a few months old. So like, I think it definitely pushed me more for, uh, you know, doing more guests, making sure it's weekly and, uh, getting, getting them out and everything. But, uh, you know, so like for us, I don't think you'll see anything drop just cause I was, I was doing anyways beforehand, but I think a lot of people you'll see, it's like their lives just get very, very busy again. And, uh, you know, you just don't see the shit coming out as frequently, you know, not, not just that, but I know that's a lot of work too. And he does. I mean, honestly, I, I know I talk about those on here, but, uh, check those out. Those corn tunes, I believe they're all on, uh, YouTube. If you look up corn tunes, probably NJPP or something like that. I mean, tons of guests from this show have uh, performed on it, and it was a total uh, it was a total honor to to be on there back in December. But uh, yeah, Chris Chris was on there too. He was talking and stuff. But that's really like the only time I think I've been on a, I've been a guest on something. So this will be my second my second time as a guest, and I'm excited. But it will be very hard to like like I I can definitely see myself asking questions to Chris in it. Like you know like not totally losing the. Uh, guest part of me or the, uh, I I'm sorry, the host part of me and just being like, fuck, like, you know, I got to ask this dude questions or, you know, try to like steer the conversation or whatever. But, uh, yeah, when, when I get more details, I'll let you know. I'm very excited for that. Go check out his uh, podcast. Let's chat with Chris Revel. Tons of great. He, uh, he does a bunch of different guests. Like, I mean, a lot of music ones, but he'll do, he'll talk to people like in the film industry, uh, TV comedy. I know he had Chris Gethard on, recently i mean he's he's had on some uh impressive guests i liked his one they did with matt Pryor from the get up kids from a few years ago i told him i got a kick out of it because i i listened to it earlier this year but he did it back in 2017 right before uh matt did did a did an acoustic tour with uh dan andriano as well as his uh daughter lily Pryor. and uh it was, it was funny just listening back because i went to that tour and i saw them and even have like a couple funny memories from the show and afterwards i met a few i met a few people there and uh and also just going going home after that show at 5am not being able to fall asleep and going to work like an hour later and just just working like an 8 hour shift and uh and that was before going and doing uh the power court hour for that week that was on top of that just a bunch of other shit but uh it was just you know it's one of those things where like, you know, and I can't believe it was like four years ago, but listening to his interview and uh, Matt talking about his upcoming tour and me just thinking about all that shit and how it was four years ago and stuff already too. And it's just like, oh my God, but uh, it was very fun. He has a lot of cool guests on there. He's a great dude. So go check that out. I'll be on there soon. And it's at the end of next month. So I'm sure I'll be talking about it a bunch 
on uh, on the May rundown, which again, I hate saying it because I say it like every month, but holy shit, how is it already May? Like, my God, like I, I really, I would think this stuff would be so much slower than it is, but it is, uh, it is not. I, uh, I don't know. I've just kind of been hanging out lately. The uh, weather around me, you know, it, it's kind of weird around this time of the year. And uh, sometimes you get nice days, but you'll still get, like, we got snow a couple days ago. It only lasted for like a day, but it was, you know, it was kind of, wasn't a lot of snow, but it was enough where you don't want to go do anything and, uh, you know, fluctuating back and forth. But uh, I did start doing a couple miles. I'm doing the North Country Trail Run 100 this year where uh, you go hike just 100 miles, just wherever on the North Country Trail. And that runs from New York to North Dakota. And uh, I did it last year for the Pennsylvania section to do 50 miles on it. And uh, I'm doing a hundred, doing the hundred mile one now, which is very, I mean, it's not, it's not bad at all. I mean, I, I would go do that anyway, cause I love the North country trail and uh, I've tried doing it. I haven't done it in every state. I've now done it in New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. So I still got North Dakota, Illinois, I think it hits Indiana in, no, I don't think it does actually. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of the map right now because I think it bypasses Indiana. I was going to, I was trying to remember Michigan, but it definitely goes through Michigan because it goes through Northern Michigan and then through, uh, up through Lake Superior to the North shore in Minnesota, which is one of my, like one of my all time favorite places in the entire world is the uh, North shore up there. And that's, that's where I did part of the, uh, North Country Trail. It's also called called the uh, Lake Superior Trail up there. But yeah, I've been uh, starting that. I got like 15, 16 miles in so far. I did like a nine-mile hike the one day and then like a seven-mile hike the other day. And uh, been doing that when permitting and uh, been enjoying. I did grab Bob Mould's Distortion box set that came out a couple months ago. But, uh, you know, if you're missing things from his uh, catalog, because it's from 1989 to 2019, so it's his first solo record all the way to Sunshine Rock. The only album you don't get from there is Blue Hearts that he put out last year, which uh, if you've not checked out, I mean, Bob Mould, Bob Mould pissed off loud and angry, uh, as you like Bob Mould. I mean, the best the best Bob Mould, pissed off and angry Bob Mould is the best Bob Mould. But uh, yeah, I mean, besides Husker Du material and uh, Blue Hearts, it's like everything he's put out in the last 30 years and uh like i got the cd set and it's 24 discs and then like huge liner notes and stuff very like nice pictures and stuff really well put together and uh and they put out they put it out on vinyl too but that that one's tough cuz i'm i'm just not the vinyl collector that i once was anymore so like to pay the amount that it costs cuz there's 24 discs i don't even know how many records are in the vinyl box set cuz it's it's broken up i think in decades yeah, so there's three vinyl box sets. It, you know, since it's 30 years, you uh, you know, you go through that way. But I know they have like cool al- alternate artwork and uh, a couple other things that I don't think come with the CD with the CD box set. But uh, same with the CD though. I mean, 24 discs, all this stuff, and then a bunch of like live stuff and rarities. I think a few were unreleased. I could be wrong. Maybe they were just rare, not unreleased. But I mean, just, I mean, a couple discs of just a bunch of cool extra bonus shit. And uh, I ended up scoring it a little cheaper than I normally see it. And like, I realized too, I started thinking about it. And like, I mean, I I love Bob Mould and I have most of his albums and most of the Sugar albums. But like, I was missing things. I was missing a few of his like electronica kind of like, you know, solo things and, you know, just, just other parts. Like, I mean, really, I didn't get into Husker Du till like five years ago. I think I got can yeah, five years ago, actually, because I got Candy Apple Gray was my first uh, Husker Du record. I bought that at Vintage Vinyl in Fords, New Jersey, one of my favorite record stores in the world. I love the talking about my favorite things in the world. And, uh, and gas stations, Wawa, shout out. I mean, there's nothing better than going to Fords, New Jersey. And that's why I got to eat at Wawa, because I hit up Vintage Vinyl first, I spent all my fucking money there, and all I can afford after is a beautiful hoagie from uh, from the Wawa down the street. I think I think there's one like ten minutes away, because I definitely end up at, at the same one like every time. But uh, yeah, I, I have I have my little rituals, and uh, and that's one of them. But yeah, I mean, it was only five years ago that I got candy apple gray. 
at a vintage vinyl. I believe that was also the day that I bought the replacements, uh, the Sire Years box set there, and uh, got all those goodies. But yeah, shout out vintage vinyl. I'm sure I, I've brought this up on here, I'm sure a few times. But uh, you can, if you're playing Power Chord Hour Bingo at home, like shit that I've repeated uh, throughout the last 61 episodes. But uh, yeah, my guitar, my Gibson SG that I bought off JT Woodruff from Hawthorne Heights. There's a picture. So if you've ever been in Vintage Vinyl, there's a bunch of pictures of uh, bands who have performed there throughout the years, which that in itself, I, I'm not so bad anymore. But the first time I went in, I mean, the first like hour and a half of being there was just me walking around the parameter of the store, just looking at all the uh, different pictures of bands playing there because it's New Jersey. So it's like my love of New Jersey. I was talking about on here, like all those New Jersey bands that I love and, and have now like interviewed on this show and have been guests and everything like they're on that wall performing and like I'm losing my shit in there, like looking at it. And uh, still to this day, every time I go in. The uh, picture that I jump right to is one of of Hawthorne Heights. It's by I think they're they played there maybe a few times. So there actually maybe more than one picture there. But the one with my SG in it is in the back, in like the it's like I think it's right where like CDs and vinyl used CD or no I no I think it's both used vinyl. I'm trying to get a. A good. I'm no. I know this is compelling audio. I'm trying to get a visual in my head of vintage vinyl. But it's like if you went in the center of the store and just walked straight back, there's like a door, and I think there's more than one door back there for employees. That's why I'm like trying to explain it better. But it's like the center, not the far left, not the far right, like in the center, and in between there, like like that corner. There's like a corner there, and at the corner. There are still CDs and shit. And actually, I think it's vinyl. I think it's vinyl back there. But there's a picture up there of Hawthorne Heights playing. And JT is playing his at his at the time his SG, now my SG. And I mean, as you can tell, the, the love and affection that I have for vintage vinyl, uh, New Jersey pop punk, Wawa. We'll just throw, I don't know, I don't know why what Wawa has to do with that, because I go there after. But uh, all those things, my Gibson SG, my favorite guitar I own, my baby that I play the hell out of and love, and Hawthorne Heights, which I love, and my boy JT, all of those things, uh, minus the Wawa, I guess, in that one picture there. And always, I mean, if you just want to see me smile ear to ear, like just that, I'm not even the fucking guy playing the guitar in the picture, but it's like I just know that that's my guitar. Like that's the guitar that is sitting eight hours away, you know, sitting, sitting at home on the guitar rack, eight hours from me. I know, I know my baby's sitting there waiting for me to get home to be played. And, uh, there's a picture right there in vintage vinyl. So, uh, very cool. And speaking of a uh, very cool shit hanging up in record stores, this is, this is very, very cool. I wrote this down. want to make sure that I said a big thank you. And, uh, I was talking about on the radio show last Friday, but, uh, if you live in Delland, Florida, I believe I'm saying that right, Delon, Florida. Or if you're ever down there, go check out Steve's Downtown Music. He was nice enough to let our listener Grace, who uh, if you if you have a Power Chord Hour T-shirt, if you happen to own any uh, either of the uh, two Power Chord Hour T-shirts that are out there, Grace was nice enough to get those made, and she uh, made the raddest poster. Which shout out to her, she did the Power Chord Hour logo. Just like not tracing it or anything. I think it's called freehand. I know if you listen to the Joey Cobra episode, you can hear me say, I don't know shit about drawing or art. So I was amazed. I think she said she freehanded it was what she called it. But like she didn't trace it or anything. She just drew it. And uh, fucking amazing. This really nice poster she made. And uh, downtown Steve at Steve's Downtown Music let her put it up. And uh, up in the window, she sent me some pictures. It was very cool. I've never been to the store, but I could already tell from the pictures it's a record store that I would spend all my money at. Like I would, I would definitely walk in there and drop a hundred dollars in like 30 minutes. So for him to put up with the poster up in the uh, front window with like the Beatles. And I think I I was trying to spot all the different shit in there. Um, I, I posted it, I think on our social media, if you go look through there, you'll find some pictures. I know the Beatles are on there. Uh, Taylor Swift might be on there. I know you can see a Pink Floyd shirt, a couple different things. And uh, within within all these massive music icons, you got the Power Chord Hour, which is very cool. So, I mean, two equally big thanks, both to Grace for making a kick-ass poster, which I could never do. I don't, I don't know 
how uh, that that is something I'm very jealous of. People who can draw and shit. Because at 28, I mean, I don't know for sure, but if you handed me a coloring book right now, I don't know how well I drawn those lines. Now I'm a grown ass man, and I do think the whole coloring book phenomenon with adults is a little weird, but. Uh, you know, maybe that's just because I'm admitting here more than likely that shit would not be in the lines very well, but, uh, I I don't know. Maybe if I try again, maybe I'm, I'm Picasso now in my later, in my later years, but huge thanks to grace, huge thanks to downtown Steve. Like I said, uh, again, I just want to shout them out for putting that up there. And, uh, and I know grace said she has a a t-shirt from that place that he, uh, is sending up to me, which again, if you listen to last week's podcast, I fucking love free t-shirts. And uh, I, I did find the T-shirt I was looking for at the beginning of that episode, and so yeah, I uh, I love free things, and I really love free T-shirts. So yeah, uh, Steve's Downtown Music in Delon, Florida. Shout out to them. Very very cool. They are uh, showing support for the show, which is very rad too. But uh, we're gonna get into it right now. New releases of the month for April 2021. Uh, very very cool. And I just checked this out today. Which I gotta say, at first I didn't know how good it was gonna be because I mean it's a novelty in a lot of ways. It ended up being really good. Jeff Rosenstock with Ska Dream. It is the Ska version of last year's No Dream, which is like his best solo album. Absolutely amazing. And I mean, when I saw he put this out, I'm like, okay, that's funny, you know. And but then I listened to it, and it's legitimately good. Like it's not half-assed at all. It's actually like really really well done like i cannot say enough good things about this um definitely go check it out you know i mean and i guess it shouldn't be that surprising i mean it's not like jeff rosenstock hasn't been you know kind of ingrained in the whole ska scene for like i mean however long he's been doing this now going all the way back to the arrogant sons of bitches you know i mean the the man knows and bombed the music industry like you know he knows his way around a ska song and uh translating this album into a ska record like again even though yeah it's kind of tongue-in-cheek and it's kind of a joke it's executed so well that it's like you could listen to it more than once it's not one of those cheesy things you like listen to once go like all right uh, that was that was funny for 10 minutes but uh yeah i'll definitely go check that out dinosaur jr just put out a new one sweeping into space we got a new one from cheap trick lots of uh fanfare for this one in another world which is very rad you know for uh this sort of man who's been doing it so long to still put out some good stuff that is worth checking out. Another really good one, Assertion, a brand new band featuring William Goldsmith of uh, Sunny Day Real Estate, Foo Fighters, and tons more. They just put out a brand new record, Intermission. I'm going to play something off of it here for you in a minute. Really good. I mean, it has it has that 90s alt-rock vibe, which, I mean, isn't surprising. Like I just said, you know, William Goldsmith is in the band but uh, just really good, like like just really good, like of that, like it doesn't sound outdated, but it's like you can tell where the influences are and like kind of the bands that those you know those dudes have played in, and uh, just really really well done. I'm I'm really enjoying it the more I listen to it, so definitely want to check out that new one from Assertion. Authority Zero, always good dudes. Oh, they they consistently. They're one who I think got hit by COVID with touring because that band, that's a touring band. That's a band who's out, like, plays your town like twice a year kind of band. And uh, they just put out brand new EP. Actually, I take that back. It is out this, uh, for, depending on when you're listening to this, it is out April 30th. I'm recording this here on the 25th. So uh, it comes out in a couple days, but the Back 9 EP, which I'm very excited for, and uh, I mean, they're always good. So I'm going to assume that is going to be no different. I'm sure it'll be a very uh, fun EP. The Dopamines just put out a new one, Hard Pass Singles and Rarities Collection. And I've been enjoying that. I love the dopamines. Anytime we get something from them, even if it's not really new stuff, uh, still very cool to go through and listen to it all. Golden Richards and Bishop Daredevil Stunt Club just about a split single. And uh, we played that Golden Richards song two weeks ago on the radio show. Uh, Zach Attack, really good stuff. Has a Posey's, very uh, a Posey's vibe to it, which I really, really like. I would definitely go check out that split. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're both good bands. Golden Richards are, uh, are very rad. I, their, their lead singer is from, I think Buffalo originally. I know he's from the area. I think it's Buffalo. He's originally from, but they are a, a West coast band 
He is uh, West Coast now. Another great one, Graduation Speech put out Private Anxieties. Our buddy Joe Normal put out a brand new single at the beginning of this month called We Are The Normal. We've played that on the radio show. The Boatsman, this is another one. I'm going to play you something in a minute. I love this band, and I, I they have a few records out. I had, I'd never heard them from of them before, probably because they're from Sweden, but they just put out a new record versus The Boatsman. I'm going to play something in a second. This is awesome. This is really like... Just fun, like party rock, party punk. Like, there's like, and they're definitely getting Andrew WK vibe from it, but like, also just re- like some really good guitar work, but still like ingrained in punk rock. You know what I mean? Like a rock and roll band ingrained in punk. Uh, you know, you, you can be the judge of it. I'll play something here in a second, but uh, I, I'm loving the new record from them. I got to go back and check out the old stuff. Dave and Violet Grohl put out their single of X's Nausea, which is uh, very, very cool. Uh, you know, and it, it's cool to see huge. I was going to say bigger bands. I mean, you're Dave Grohl. I mean, one of the one of the biggest. Uh, you know, and that's not even a band. You don't have to be in a band. You just say the you just say the two words, Dave Grohl. You know, and his daughter. Uh, you know, covering X is very cool. I, I think any any way to get X out there more because it's like they're one of those bands where. You know, they, they've never been huge, but like all the big bands love X. Like Kurt Cobain loved X. Pearl Jam loves X. The Foo, you know, Gr- Dave Grohl, you know, the Foo Fighters, like love X. Like, like every band that came after them was so influenced by like just everything they did. So I think it's cool when, uh, you know, bigger artists do things like this, kind of uh, give a nod. And uh, that, that's actually, speaking of Dave Grohl and X, I have uh, more about that coming up in uh, music news, some cool stuff. But uh, moving on, Guided by Voices, I mean, they put out something constant. I don't even, I think they put something else out earlier this year. I'm trying to remember. They're always putting things out, but Guided by Voices with a new one, Earthman Blues. And, uh, you know, you always got to go check out some new Guided by Voices. Robert Pollard, I mean, my God, the man, the man can not only write a song, but he can write a lot of them. And uh, a song that we're going to start off the block of music with, a, a new single off an upcoming record. This month, Greg Antista and the Lonely Streets put out their very first single, Down on Commonwealth, off their upcoming record, Under the Neon Heat, and uh, really good stuff, nice uh, old-school punk vibe to this. Speaking of like we were talking about X for a second, uh, Greg Antista, if you don't know the name, was in the adolescence, and uh, as well, he played with TSOL and a bunch of other bands, and uh, all the other guys, too, are like Los Angeles, like LA punk scene vets. Like they've all been doing it since like the eighties, you know, like, like these guys, these guys are well, well versed in, uh, you know, just some really good punk rock. And I love this song. I'm excited to hear the rest of the album. It'll be out very, very soon. And I'll play more off of it once it is out, uh, definitely on the radio show. And I'm sure on here and I'll let you know when that is out. But right now, first single off the upcoming record under the neon heat here is Greg Antista. In the lonely streets with Down on Commonwealth on the April Rundown of the Power Court Hour podcast. We've done a boulevard with the prospects and pawn guitars. No one there could tell us we were wrong. Ignored or misunderstood Turn up loud just to be heard Dig down deep to try and find the words Mistrusted, broken, busted Misfortune, maladjusted, misguided Still we find our way Nothing new under the sun Nothing new in 
Killer music from Sweden right there for you, right here on the Power Chord Hour podcast. That was the Boatsman with Blame It On Me off their brand new record versus the Boatsman. Before that was Assertion with Down in the Depths off their brand new record Intermission. And opening up that block of music was Greg Antista and the Lonely Streets with Down on Commonwealth off their upcoming record Under the Neon Heat. And I'm sure I'll play more off of that once it comes out. But that is their new single released this month. And those are a few songs released April 2021. Good month for uh, music, as you could hear that uh, list there. Not a bad list at all of uh, the bands I was going through earlier who released music this month. So very cool. But yeah, those are a few songs. Now here are a few music stories of the month for you before I let you go. Laura Jane Grace has just released a brand new and very trippy music video for her song Supernatural Possession. The music video is directed by Rachel Lichman and it is now up on the Piley Vinyl Records YouTube page. And the song comes off of Laura Jane Grace's most recent solo record, Stay Alive, which was produced by the legendary Steve Albini last year. And uh, if you if you couldn't tell why it's on Poly Vinyl Records uh, YouTube page, Poly Vinyl put it out. And uh, first release she has put out on there, and uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's uh, 
As far as their solo stuff goes, I like it. I still like Devouring Mothers more, but I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not really solo because there's a band there. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I feel like Laura probably writes all the songs either way. But, uh, you know, the I, th- I thought the Steve Albini, though, too, I thought that was a good match. I thought it worked well. And I think he kind of understood, too, that, like, you know, w- which is funny, too, because really Against Me sounds good polished. Like, like honestly, like, the stuff Butch Vig did was great. New Wave and White Crosses, sonically, those are the best sounding Against Me records. Like, sonically. They don't have to be your favorite. But, like, as far as that goes... Uh, really, really well done. I, I think the sleek production and the like, you know, just, just everything being a little more controlled than maybe some of the older stuff, I thought worked really well, you know, but, but they kind of go through those different, like, like Laura, they've also self-produced some stuff. And I think Laura kind of likes that, like in between where it's maybe a little cleaner than say like reinventing Axl Rose, but not as clean as say, like if Butch Vig was, uh, you know, producing your record. I guess she also kind of ripped off uh, Nirvana quite a bit. I didn't think about that. Uh, going from uh, Butch Vig, you know, Butch Vig does your uh, biggest record, and then and then later on in your career, you're trying to you know you're trying to like not do the big producer. And you go with Steve Albini. You're kind of going the the Nirvana route. But uh, you know, I, I think she has a certain way that she likes her music to sound. Not too dirty, not too polished. And, uh, yeah, I think Steve Albini is a pretty good, uh, you know, he, he's good for that. You know, he'll keep you, the recording will sound good, but he won't, like, like he'll he'll tone you in a way, but the rawness will still be there, but but sound good. You know what I mean? Like, like rawness in a really good way. So I, d- I did like that. I wouldn't mind seeing them uh, collaborating more. But I, I would also like New Against Me, though. I think it's time. It's been, uh, I was just thinking that Shapeshift with me, five years old this year. Uh, like, I think I released like September. I went to the record release show actually in Pittsburgh. They played at Ultra Bar for that one. And uh, I remember being, <laughs> I remember being very bummed out because it was a good show. But like, I mean, you hear this discussion from people and I hear some bands talk about it where they're like, you know, we don't really like to play too many new songs just because people don't know them. And, like, I do get there was a record release show for Shapeshift with me. But, like, at that point, there were, like, two singles that were released. And besides that, you you never heard the rest of the album. And they played so many songs off that. So, like, you know, looking looking back after I knew the songs, like, oh, yeah, like, that's a good song and stuff. But it's like, fuck, like, I wanted to hear. I, I remember they did their set, too. I think it was very, like. Like then too for like the first I don't know say say the set list was like twenty songs they did play some older shit but like not until like halfway through like the oldest they got for like the first ten songs was like White Crosses and then eventually they threw in like I think they played two new wave songs back to back and then a few older songs throughout but uh you know I mean it's always good to see against me. But I, I just I just remember that being like like you know still a good show, but not the best against me show I ever been to because it just it bummed me out at the time of like fuck like I don't know none of us know any of these songs as the album's getting released like and it was a record release show but it was a Thursday night so like technically you know it was getting released actually you know in 2016 I'm trying to remember when, when that uh, when the shift came because maybe that show was Monday night and the record was still getting released Tuesday I can't remember what year. That finally changed over, but anyways, it was, it was the night before um, big ones. You know, uh, you know, like records came out the next day, the big like release day. But yeah, I, I don't know how I got to like shitting on against me for playing too many new songs as I was talking about a new music video for Laura Jane Grace. But uh, oh, that that's how because we need new against me needs to put out another record so I can go see them play Pittsburgh again the day before it comes out and they can play half the record even though I don't know uh, any of the songs that that's how we got to that. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Eat World have announced quite a, a unique merch item here. Not so much up my alley, but I feel like uh, some people listening may be into this, and I love me some Jimmy Eat World, so I want to get the word out there. But the band is releasing a comic book based off the music video for the band's song 555, and uh, the comic book was co-written by frontman Jim Adkins and is now available for pre-order. You can grab yourself a copy signed by Jim at Z2Comics.com. You know, it is an interesting concept, 
Um, I'm just not a big like graphic novel, like comic book guy, but like I think it is neat because if you haven't seen that video, it is it is really cool. I forget what they're. It's I don't know if it's a parody or what you want to call it, but it's like inspired by something that I can't remember. Um, you know, like like I think actually inspired by like a graphic novel or something. I could I might be totally wrong. I know it was inspired by something, you know, kind of kind of sci-fi like, but uh, I could definitely see where this could be a comic book. I mean, I don't know that it would become like a full series or anything like that, but like I could definitely see where they could play around with that universe a little bit. And I think that's interesting. I, I think it's cool. And the other thing too, is like, I like that Jim's a part of it. Cause sometimes, sometimes you get certain like merch things or you'll get this thing where I'm like, I get the idea that someone else just kind of like, you know, say wrote a comic book and it's like, Oh, we can like throw, you know, like loosely, it's kind of like this thing you guys did. So if we throw your name on it, we can sell it as like a, you know, like a Jimmy world thing or something, but it's not like that. You know, he, uh, you know, being a co-writer on it and stuff, I, I would say there was a little more love and attention put into it, which is pretty cool. So I don't know, not really, not like my thing. I don't, I don't know that I would go check it out myself, but again, I love Jimmy world. And if you love comics or, uh, just that five, five, five music video, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably, uh, you know, might be up your alley pretty cool. And I can't wait. That's another one. I can't wait for a new Jimmy world record. I don't know that they're working on one right now, but, uh, surviving, I mean, 2018 is about three years ago that one came out. So it's about time for some new Jimmy eat world. And, uh, I would be a happy boy for some, uh, new against me and some new Jimmy eat world. That would be, that'd be very good. And, uh, one more piece of music news for you. Like I was teasing earlier about, uh, Dave Grohl, and X, but uh, Dave Grohl this Friday, April 30th, again, depending on when you're listening to this, it may already be out, but uh, Dave Grohl is releasing a brand new documentary. He's like the king of fucking music documentaries, but uh, it is about touring in a van, and the new film is called What Drives Us, and uh, very cool. This thing features not just from punk rock, there there are also uh, you know other musicians too, but a lot of punk rock legends in this. Ian Mackay, Fugazi, Minor Threat, obviously. Mike Watt of the Minutemen. Rad Key, a band which I absolutely love. And I think it's very cool, too, because, you know, a uh, a rad punk band, but a more newer up-and-coming one. You know, not not just a uh, older, like, you know, like, legendary band in that sense, but, like, a newer up-and-coming one who I think will be considered legends, you know, later on when we look back because they're so goddamn good. But D.H. Pelgrio of uh, the Dead Kennedys, Kira Rossler of Black Flag, and uh, like I said earlier, X, we got Exene Cervenka of uh, X in this as well, and tons more. Um, there's, there's who else? I want to say I saw Slashes on there. Um, who else, man? I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank, but like a bunch of other people too, but like as far as punk music goes, like so many people from the punk scene and uh again i think that's very cool including not just not just hearing from the uh like the the old ones from you know just all those classic punk bands but like newer bands too like radkey i think that's very cool and uh hopefully that shines a light on them more they're a band i play on uh on the power chord hour on the radio show a good amount and one of the best live bands you will ever see um i was just talking about them recently cuz i saw the descendants for the first time uh, a few, it would have been like a week or two ago back in 2017, I saw them two nights in a row uh, up in the Fillmore in Detroit and the next night at the Rave Eagles Club in Milwaukee. And uh, Radke opened both of those. And, I mean, my God. And I and actually I already knew because I was already a fan of Radke and had seen videos of them online. But, like, holy fuck, are they a good live band. It, it is it is insane. I wish I took better pictures of them when I saw them live, but I was just too amazed at them just jumping off shit. Uh, you know, I, I can't think of their names, but the bass player was like on the fucking ground, just like in just running basically in circles on his side, playing bass, like just losing it. Like they are so fucking good live and uh, very, very cool to see newer bands in there with, with bands like X and black flag and dead Kennedys and Fugazi and, uh, and all the things that I love. Uh, you know, I, I'm very interested. I'll have to, I'll have to check this out in the future here in five days. Maybe you're listening to this and it's already, out. if it's already out, go check it out. Cause this, uh, this year podcast is over. So I think it's time to go, go watch, uh, what drives us. And I'm sure Dave Grohl, 
uh, needed needed that promotion here on the Power Court Hour podcast because you know he just doesn't he just doesn't have the reach that we do. But uh, yeah, a little music news for you. That is the uh, that is the last episode for April. That is your April rundown, and we will be back. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was, but uh, we will be back next week with another one for you. Uh, not sure if it'll be guest or solo yet. Not entirely sure, but uh, I think it should be guest. I don't know. I don't know. You'll find out when you tune in. But uh, if you want to go, if you want to uh, follow the show online, we're at Power Court Hour on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're on Spotify. You can find the podcast on there. You can also find we have our own account on there. If you want to go follow that, we put playlists on and uh, I put up playlists every week, uh, whether it's the Power Chord Crash Course playlist random ones from the podcast we had a guest one from joey cobra earlier this month but uh, i also do episode playlists on there from the radio show i put up everything that i play on the radio show up on our uh, spotify page but the radio show too you want to watch that or listen to that you can't watch it listen to that shit every friday night 10 eastern to midnight on 107.9 wrfa right here in jamestown new york and uh, you can listen online at wrfalp.com. Just go on there and click the streaming button and you'll be all set. And uh, hit me up, powercordhour at gmail.com. I got Powercord Hour stickers. Would love to send you some. And uh, just hit me up. They're free. I'll mail you some out. And uh, if you would rate and subscribe to the show, that would be very much appreciated on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, anywhere else you can subscribe and rate us. And just spread the word too. You know, it... Uh, it is very, I don't know, it helps. That, that's how you can help us. We don't, we don't have a uh, Patreon. You know, we do, we do sponsors every now and then, which is another thing. I mean, if you ever have anything that you're, uh, you know, if you're a brand or something, you know, hit me up. I'm not against uh, doing sponsors. I just don't look super hard for them. But, uh, you know, if, if you got a product you think would work on here, you want to you wanna advertise, hit me up. But yeah, you know we don't we don't really do advertisements ton on here. Don't do Patreon and and anything like that really. So if you want to support the show, that's the best way. Just spread the word, subscribe and rate. That that's really helpful because that like just brings more visibility on us and uh, following us on social media, all that uh, good stuff. And more than likely, I'll probably follow you back anyways. If if you say hey what's up or something, I'll uh, probably give you a little follow back. Tell you thanks for uh, listening. Yeah, that is it. That is April Rundown for the Power Court Hour podcast. I'm Anthony Merchant. Thanks for listening.